tonight we're looking for three readers. Tonight we're looking at the fact that starvation takes place on more than one plane. And sometimes we like to say we're spiritual beings. And we're not of this world. We spirit. Okay, we know we're not of this world. Yes, but we live in this world. And we are this and we are that. And I am telling you tonight, don't exclude anything. But you're all of these things. You're intellectual. You're spiritual. And you're physical. And all of these have to be satisfied. It's not one over the other. But all have to be satisfied. Alright, so we're going to address that tonight. John 6, 25-27 And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when comest thou hither? Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me, out, not because ye saw the miracles, but ye did eat of the loaves and the fish, and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father skilled. John 8, 10-12 When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Art no man condemned you? thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The word of the Lord. John eight thirty two to thirty six. And each shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the Son abideth ever. If the Son therefore shall make you free, he shall be free indeed. God bless you so. Alright, let's get started. We started off with John. John 6, 25 to 27. And in that scripture, we see Jesus is saying, now tonight we're talking about starvation takes place on more than one plane. Starvation takes place on more than one plane. And here we see Jesus saying, 
Labor not for the meat with perishes. He says, labor not for the meat with perishes. Jesus knew that we need food. He knows that. Jesus knows that we need food. We need food to eat while in the flesh. So he could not be referring to literal food, but rather to that inner substance which is spiritual. We have a tendency to take things literally, and by doing so, we we hid the the deep truth that Jesus is trying to convey to us. Labor not for the meat which perish. Jesus knows that we need food to eat while in the flesh. So he could not be referring to literal food. But rather to that inner substance which is spiritual. Starvation takes place on more than one plane. Most people are starved spiritually and intellectually than physical. That's what Jesus was referring to. We look after our bellies, but we're not so quick to look after our, our, our mind, our intellect, unless our parents push us. And we're not so quick to look, after, look out for our spirituality. The belly always coming first. So, more people are starved spiritually and intellectually than physically. A full stomach will never appease an appetite for learning, nor can a loaf of bread satisfy the inner craving for reality. So, all three needs to be fed. The whole being needs to be fed. Bread and meat for the body, knowledge and wisdom for the soul, atmosphere and consciousness for the spirit. Are you hearing me, somebody? A full stomach will never appease an appetite for learning, nor a loaf of bread satisfy the inner craving for reality. The whole being needs to be fed. Bread and meat for the body, knowledge and wisdom for the soul, atmosphere and consciousness for the spirit. We live on three planes at the same time. To attempt to desert any one of these to the cost of the others is abnormal. You have to try to satisfy your intellect. You have to satisfy your spirituality and you have to feed your physical body. To attempt to desert any one of these to the cost of the others is abnormal. To live only on the physical plane is to become a brute. You're not going you guys remember appearance saying that boy is a brute leave him alone to attempt to desert any one of these at the cost of the other is abnormal 
To live only on the physical plane is to become a brute. To live on the intellectual plane alone might produce a learned and a scientific man, but he would lack true perspective. To live only on the spiritual plane might cause one to become a dreamer without any practical way of making his dreams come true. You need a combination of all these three to satisfy your inner craving, to satisfy the truth to be made whole. Man is a threefold principle of life and action. Man, when I say man, I mean mankind, right? Man is a threefold principle of life and action. He is spirit, soul, and body. So man is a threefold principle of life and action. He is spirit, he is soul, and he is body. From the spirit, he receives inspiration and guidance. From the spirit, he receives inspiration and guidance. In the soul, he finds a perfect law of life. And through the body, he proves that he is a real individualization of the invisible principle. We are made in the image and likeness of God. Man's mind should swing from inspiration to action. That's how you should be going. From inspiration, it's all, everything starts within. So in your mind, man's mind, our mind should swing from inspiration to action. From contemplation to accomplishment. From prayer to performance. We're spontaneous being. So our minds should swing from inspiration to action, from contemplation to accomplishment, from prayer to performance. This will be a well-balanced existence. The spirit fires the soul with energy and understanding. The spirit, the indwelling Christ, that pure thing that is undefiled. It fires the soul with energy and understanding. The soul, which is the subjective mentality, vitalizes the body and emanates all that we do. The soul vitalizes the body. So the spirit fires the soul with energy and understanding. The spirit does that. It fires the soul with energy and understanding. The spirit is the source. The spirit is the fire. The spirit is the energy to which we are connected. And that fires the soul with energy and understanding. The soul, which is the subjective mentality, 
vitalize the body. Now, no greater mistake could be made than to think that we must separate life from what it does. We cannot separate life from what it does. We must unify, not divide. The spirit must go forth into creation through law and action. Life must enter living and God must flow through man. Hear me somebody. If there is to be a real representation of divine through the human, the spirit must go forth into creation. It must. Oh yes, you're going to put the divine ideas that God's God trying to deposit in you. The spirit must go forth into creation through law and action. But it starts from within. Life must enter living and God must flow through man if there is to be a real representation of the divine through the human. Let us feel that our purpose are animated and inspired from on high. And then let us go forth and make our dream come true in human experience. I want you to feel that your purpose are inspired from on high. And once you know that your purpose is inspired from on high, then you're, then you're moving forth with confidence and conviction to make your dreams come true in a human experience with an invisible intelligence to guide and an immutable law to direct let us take our place in any legitimate activity don't be afraid and thus cause our dreams to come to full fruition I want you to know that there's an intelligence guiding you. If you get an idea, know that there's an intelligence behind that idea that, 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 okay, let me put it this way. You have a, a, a seed, a flower seed. Well, guess what? The flower is in the seed. The flower is already in the seed. The plant is already in that one seed. So you get an idea. Everything to make that flower grow and come beautiful is already in that one seed. You just got to plant it now. Take action and plant it. So when you get an idea, everything you need to bring that thing to fruition is in that idea. You don't have to see the different parts of the flower, the, the stalk, and the, the... You don't have to see that. You just have to know that everything 
to make that sunflower come so big and beautiful is in that one little sunflower seed. Could you understand what I'm trying to say? So let us feel that our purpose is inspired from an eye. So when you get that idea, when you get that thought, feel confident that whatever is necessary to bring that thing to fruition is already wrapped up in that idea, is already wrapped up in that thought and will unfold at the as at the opportune time once you keep giving it what it needs the light and this and the, and the love and the nurturing and all that it will unfold so i'm saying let us feel that our purpose uh, animated and inspired from on high and then let us go forth and make our dream come true in human experience with an invisible intelligence to guide and an immutable Lord to direct, let us take our place in any legitimate activity. Take your place, your rightful place. Nobody ain't, ain't give you that. Take your place and this cause our dreams to come to full fruition. But you have to feel the conviction John 8 and 12 tell us, I am the light of the world. That's what Jesus said. I am the light of the world. Now Jesus was not referring to his human personality, but to the principle inherent in generic man. They who follow this inner principle shall have the light of life. For this principle is life. I am, I am, has a dual meaning. It is both individual and universal. As we said, God was revealed to Moses as the great I am, the universal cause. Now, I am has two meanings. Get me somebody. I don't know how else to say it, but I want you to get me. I am has two meanings. It has a dual meaning. It is both individual and universal. God was revealed to Moses as the great I am. The universal cause, the causeless or self-existent one, that's how Moses, God revealed this I am. The I am, the universal cause, the causeless or self-existent one. Moses thought that I am is the first principle of life and that the law of cause and effect running through as, as the law of cause and effect running through everything. Let me see. Let me see if I could uh, give you an example. Okay, so I am has a dual meaning. It is both individual and universal. If you say I am, and whatever comes after that, I am good. Guess what? 
you are good. You will see good. If you say, I am lazy as an individual, guess what? You will feel lazy. If you say, I am poor, you will see lack. If you say, I am rich, you will see good in whatever it is. So I am has a dual meaning. It is both individual and universal. God was revealed to Moses as the great I am, the universal cause. Everything has a, a cause. Nothing exists just like that. So this great I am was the universal cause. The causeless or self-existent one. Moses thought that I am is the first principle of all life. I am is the first principle of all life. And that the law of cause and effect running through everything. So everything must have a cause. It is both universal and individual. You play a part and spirituality plays part because all good things come from God. All right. <laughs> the whole teaching of Moses is based upon the perception of this first principle. I am is the first principle of life, of all life. And the law of cause and effect runs through everything. Right? Now, Jesus said that he came not to destroy the law of Moses, but to fulfill it. How could he fulfill it except by teaching the relationship of the universal I am to the individual I? He has to bridge that gap. He has to get you to understand that you are part of this this, this, this supreme being, be it ever an individualized part, but you are part just the same. So Jesus said that he came not to destroy the law of Moses, but to fulfill it. How could he fulfill it except by teaching the relationship of the universal I am to the individual I? In all the saying, In all the saying of Jesus, we find this thought brought out, that God is universal spirit and man is his image and likeness. And an individualization of his entity. Therefore, when we understand our own I, we shall walk in the light which lights the world into the perfect I am. Are you getting me somebody? Oh, I'm going too deep for you. When we understand our own I, we shall walk in the light, in that light which lights the world into the perfect I am. We can consider this form another viewpoint. Let's, let's look at this from another 
point of view. Man is the only self-knowing mind of which we are conscious. Man is the only self-knowing mind of which we are conscious. A self-knowing mind, of course, is one that is conscious of what it knows and only man is conscious of what it knows. Man, the only self-conscious being in this world, must be the light of the world. To know this and to understand why it is so is to know that truth which only can make us free. Truth is eternal and entity is timeless. Hence, if one knows the truth, he will never see death. If you know the truth, you will never see death. Death has nothing to do with life everlasting. I say it again. Death has nothing to do with life everlasting. And is but an impatient gesture of the soul wishing to rid itself of a body no longer useful. Love is the central flame of the universe. The very fire itself, love is. It is written that God is love and that we are His express likeness image of the eternal being. Love is self-givenness through creation, the impartation of the divine thought through the human. Love is the impartation of the divine through the human. Love is an essence, an atmosphere which defies analysis, as does life itself. It is that which is and cannot be explained. It is common to all people, to all animal life, and evident in the response of plants to those who love them. Love reigns supreme over all. Love reigns supreme over all. The essence of love, while elusive, permeates everything, fires the heart, it stimulates our emotions, it renews the soul, it proclaims the spirit. Love does all that. The essence of love, while elusive, yes, it permeates everything. It fires the heart. It stimulates the emotion. It renews the soul and proclaims the spirit. Only love knows love. 
and love knows only love. Words cannot express its, its depths or meaning. A universal sense alone bears witness to the divine fact. God is love and love is God. Only love knows love. And love knows only love. Words cannot express its depth or meaning. A universal sense alone bears witness to the divine fact. God is love and love is God. I'm going to stop here tonight. Amen, amen, amen.